Joining us now in our studios is uh, Northfield Chief of Police, Mark Elliott. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for coming in today. It's the holiday season. We're just a few days away from Christmas. Are you all set for Christmas? I am pretty well set. This all right, year. yeah. You've got uh, now. You have family. You've uh, you've got several kids, and they. You're kind of spread out all over the nation now, aren't you? The the Elliott family. Yeah, we kind of are. Um, and uh, I have my son home from college for Christmas, which is nice to see him and have a little family time. So uh, that's good. And one of my daughters does live here. So now is uh, he still wrestling? He is. Yep. Okay. Yep. And which they're division has some uh, no contact days here right before mm-hmm. christmas so they can all go home for christmas and of course they don't have school this week so it uh it's been kind of a nice break for him yeah l- easy on the christmas cookies for the wrestlers he <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah that's life of a wrestler you got to watch uh, stay within your weight class so they'll be careful about that let's uh let's talk about the holidays and policing during the holidays you know we have an increase in traffic this is uh, some of the busiest tra- uh, travel time so it's a lot of ways, it's kind of a different type of traffic than you normally would see during rush hour and such. But it's uh, it's it's out there, and uh, there can be issues if people are celebrating holidays uh, too much. Yeah, certainly this time of year, uh, the police officers, our deputies in the area, we, we we love the holidays. It's time for family and a time for celebration, and uh, we all enjoy that part of it as well. But it's also a time for safety, and we, we get concerned around this time of year for people's safety from a variety of reasons, from uh, things like scams and folks, uh, you know, finding themselves being victimized by people over scams, um, to uh, safety in the home. Uh, a lot of times... Uh, we get cooking fires or candle fires that start from, uh, at this time of year, electric fires from having the Griswold uh, 15 things plugged into one outlet. So we want folks to keep that in mind, keep safety in mind while they're uh, planning those activities and enjoying this time of year. And then also, of course, out on the roads. Um, we want people to celebrate responsibly, like we talk about all the time. Uh, we've got extra enforcement out for DUIs uh, at this time of year. Uh, I'm really hoping that uh, our folks doing that extra DUI patrol uh, don't have any work. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope people make good choices, plan ahead for rides, that type of thing. Um, and then just general traffic on the holidays. Uh, for the most part, uh, your relatives, um, your pastor at church will all be okay if you're a couple of minutes late. Mm-hmm. Um, we want folks to you know plan ahead, leave early, drive safely. Uh, obey the speed limits. Uh, we know speed kills and um, people can be distracted with their other thoughts around the holidays. We really want them concentrating on driving so everybody can get there safely and have a great holiday. You know, in a kind of a traffic related note, a personal uh, experience here, anecdote, um, I was on 2nd Street, just right out here by the station. Actually, I was at, on the other side of Highway 3, looking across Highway 3. And if, you know, those people who go from the west side to the east side across that intersection know that if you don't hit that light right, it's going to be a long time. <laughs> I don't know. MnDOT's been messing with that. So I finally hit the, the, uh, the light, and uh, there's, uh, it goes green, but it had the green arrow, so people are and it's like never turned green for me. And what's what's going on? And then I realized, oh, the the ambulance is coming, and the emergency lights uh, were they were activated. That's, that was my first experience with it. And uh, once you know what's going on, you understand it's not it's not a big deal at all. But uh, it can be a little 
you know, if you don't know what's going on, that's kind of an interesting experience. Yes, um, that's part of the uh, preemption for traffic lights that was installed this year in Northfield. And um, it allows uh, emergency vehicles to capture that light and then change the light from uh, red for the direction those emergency vehicles are going to green. It does take uh, a few seconds to do that, and so oftentimes you'll see like that green light for you, and then quickly it'll change back to red. And you're mm-hmm. like, what's going on? Why did it change so quick? Um, that's a safety factor and allows uh, those lights to change so the emergency vehicles can get through um, more safely, but also faster. Uh, you know, just this past week, we had an overdose on the north, north end of town, and uh, our officers were in the ambulance trying to get there quickly. Um, thankfully, uh, it was uh, one that uh, Narcan saved the day. And uh, the person was uh, brought back and came back around. Um, but those type of things, minutes matter and seconds matter. And so our officers getting there safely um, and that traffic preemption, allowing them to get there and the ambulance crew to get there a little quicker is very important. Yeah. Are you getting, uh, Northfield's just done this for a few months now, but are you getting feedback or data on that? Uh, feedback from the drivers and uh, any data from uh, wherever you get data from? Yeah, we, we aren't tracking any data on it, but just from the officers, it's something that uh, they're definitely appreciative of. Um, it allows traffic to move. Um, you know, we all have that, where do we go to when you have emergency lights coming up behind you? And if you're sitting at a red light, you know, you don't want to pull out in front of other traffic in order to pull forward or move over to the right so that emergency vehicle can get by. And this allows that arrow to change and so drivers can safely move out of the way mm-hmm. uh, once again police chief mark elliott is with us we're talking to uh, talking to him about uh, things going on within the police department and public safety uh you mentioned before uh one on the air that you wanted to talk about drug recognition evaluators yeah tell us about that yeah well that's that's something new for our department um drug recognition al- evaluators are officers who go through specialized training to uh, detect uh, impairment through drugs. Of course, for alcohol, we have our uh, breath testing equipment and um, we can use that to uh, evaluate folks um, and their impairment. Um, When it's impairment by drugs, sometimes it's a little more difficult to detect. So uh, as part of uh, the legislative bills that went through last year and with the legalization of marijuana, the legislature included extra money to provide uh, reimbursement for officers going through this training to the department. So we have two officers now that are drug recognition evaluators. They've gone through the additional training um, and uh, have that certificate to do that additional uh, testing for impaired drivers um, that are impaired by something other than alcohol. Uh, We plan to add more. Um, As I said, the state has some funding for this, so we're going to take advantage of that where we can and try to get a few more folks out there so that that we can snare the impaired no matter uh, what substance may be impairing them now have you uh i don't know if you've been through it personally not uh, but uh, do you what what goes on at the in those classes uh how do they teach people what do they do yep so it's a lot of um training that goes on in the classroom mm-hmm. um and through videos and evaluating people that um, have been using uh different 
types of uh, illegal drugs, mm-hmm. uh, and so that they can see that. And then they also do some uh, hands-on training as well. Um, and right now, the state of Minnesota is working with the state of Pennsylvania, and officers go out there, state pays for it for them to go out there, and they work with some of the officers in the Philly area to uh, do some testing on folks that have been using Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily under arrest, uh, but just out in the community that have been uh, that have been using, and they can go and evaluate them and uh, see kind of real world experience of what that looks like. Hmm. Interesting. That's uh, really fascinating. Yeah, there's and a couple areas of the of the country that have training programs similar to this. Um, it's I have not gone through the training, but I know in past years there was a group out of um, San Diego that was doing the same thing and uh, doing some uh, research and on that and then doing the training for the officers as well. Hmm. All right. Do you see that <clears throat> becoming kind of a standard for officers in future years, you know, a few years down the line? Yeah, I certainly do, especially with the, like I said, the legalization of marijuana. We know we're going to see more folks that uh, uh, are impaired through that. And so uh, having officers that can recognize the signs of that and uh, be able to evaluate based on that criteria is important. All right. Uh, for, boy, a lot of years you've had uh, bicycle cops, at least when the weather permitting, and it might actually be permitting out there right now, but uh, uh, the uh, department recently acquired, I understand, some e-bikes, some of that 21st century technology. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, and you're right, Jeff. For years we've had officers that, as uh, call load permits, they get out on their bikes and uh, are doing some education through enforcement, um, as well as just some community building and interacting with folks out on the bike. Um, and uh, we took that leap into the 21st century, I guess, and we uh, finally got some e-bikes. Some other departments have been using them for years. But we bought those for our officers, and uh, so they're going to be out um, this next year uh, and patrolling on them. Um, so it gives us a couple opportunities to do a few things by bike that we can't do in the cars. Uh, it gets us uh, kind of out in the environment a little more. Um, and with uh, some of the work that the city's been doing, um, as you know, I'm at most council meetings and I'm listening to feedback and seeing what's going on in the city. And we're, we're doing some stuff with, uh, you know, the bike lanes. That's obviously been a topic here. And we want to be sure that we're out and, uh, you know, adding our uh, safety elements and our enforcement in those areas to uh, make sure folks aren't driving in those bike lanes, mm-hmm. make sure that uh, bikes are operating safely in there um, and that type of thing. So this will give us an opportunity to put officers into those areas and into the bike lanes um, and do some education in those areas, some enforcement in those areas. And uh, with if, if you've ever ridden an e-bike, they're pretty incredible for uh, the amount of energy it can save you <laughs> in, in operating. So when we talk about officers being a little ways from the car and if they've got a, you know, a couple mile sprint, uh, pedaling hard to get back to their car to, uh, to get to a call or something, uh, wind them a little bit. Um, and so with the e-bike that can provide some assistance with that, um, they'll travel up to 28 miles an hour. So it means they can, uh, you know, keep up with traffic, uh, if they need to. Uh, on that. And I tell you, one of the things this past summer I saw some of my officers doing was they were getting out on the e-bikes and riding uh, areas and kind of mingled with traffic, and they're able to uh, catch some folks that are on their phone and uh, distracted driving. Um, And being on the bike allowed them to get right up close and 
and witness it. Some body cam footage of <laughs> folks uh, with their on their phone when they shouldn't be uh, in traffic. So uh, this will enhance our abilities to detect that and uh, hopefully keep everybody safer by doing that. Boy, it's a, that's kind of like seatbelts. You know, it's like doesn't everybody wear seatbelts? No, <laughs> not everyone. Doesn't not, every not everyone? But it's pretty high. You mm-hmm. know, we, we have when they do the surveys in this area, we're up in that ninety percent range of. Uh, uh, folks uh, wearing their seatbelt and being compliant. So, so that's good. Um, I won't say it's inversed for people being on their phones, but I can tell you my officers say there's a whole lot of people that are on their phones. Mm. And I think all of us see it traveling mm-hmm. around that there's, we see folks with that phone in their hand and Minnesota has a hand-free law. So can't have it in your hand, no matter what your purpose is there. So, uh, we want folks to just put down the phone, uh, pay attention to your driving. It can wait as they say in the ads. Um, and uh, just travel safe. We want everybody to get there safely. Uh, Police Chief uh, Elliot is with us right now. Uh, Chief, one, one last thing. Rich and I have kind of a challenge going on tonight at the uh, grocery stores for the Salvation Army. Uh, I'll be at, uh, Rich will be at Family Fair. I'll be at Cub Foods. Uh, ringing the bells, you know, we're in the red. You recently did that. You had a challenge with, uh, was it Rice County or was it uh, Faribault Police? Well, kind of with both. Mm-hmm. Um there's actually an idea that uh, Sheriff Thomas came up with and said, hey, do you guys want to have a little friendly competition on this? And uh, Faribault Police Chief John Sherwin and I jumped at the opportunity. We're like, we think this is a great idea. Salvation Army does such great work in our community. Uh, as you commented earlier, those dollars stay local. Um, so it's helping folks in our community that need it. And I know our officers have used them countless times with uh, folks they run into that uh, need a little help. Um, and uh, they're a big supporter of our Shop with the Cop program that we do every year, opportunity for officers to interact with um, some kids that could use a little help over Christmas or uh, coming into winter. So we really, really like the work that Saint uh, or that Salvation Army does, and we're glad to be a part of that. Um, so our competition <laughs> was a friendly competition. Uh, we paired up on a couple Fridays. There was one Friday with uh, the uh, – Rice County Sheriff's Office going against Faribault PD, and then the next Friday we did one with Northfield PD uh, against the Sheriff's Office. And uh, we were out there for eight hours ringing the bell and see who could raise the most in in a day. And uh, a total uh, between the departments for those days, we raised over $3,600. So we're really happy to be part of that. Um, I will take bragging rights uh, that Northfield PD won the competition by, uh, well, less than $100. So it was a pretty close day for for all of us. Um, But it was really good. And I'm excited for you guys being out there, a little competition between Jeff's crew and Rich's crew. And like you said, at Family Fair and at Cub Foods. Um, I'm going to play Switzerland here and I'm going to be neutral. (laughs) I'm not going to claim a team, but uh, I wish you both well. And I hope uh, listeners come out and support a great cause and visit with you guys. Yeah, it is a wonderful cause. Uh, Love doing it. We've got some warm weather today. It's not too cold. So we're, we're going to have some fun out there and uh, uh, raise some money for a good cause. Uh, Chief, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if I don't see you. Thank you, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Same to you and your listeners. Northfield Police Chief Mark Elliott.